to the audio event of the century, featuring two lifelong best friends. We love the Leafs. We love each other. But most of all, we love William Nylander. Welcome to the Buds All Day Podcast. Why do we even do this, man? Pointless. Like, uh, I'll, I'll just take over the intro from there. It's so pointless us putting, you know, this much effort into the podcast. If it wasn't for the listeners, then I'd really feel like an idiot. But, you know, to put time into to a podcast, try to stay level-headed and, and really analyze the team for what it is and, you know, put out a good product for people. And then you watch a game six from this team where they clearly just put that little effort into their own gameplay. It, 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 it really makes for a, for a for frustrating evening from you and me tonight. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't agree more. I, I love our listeners. I love all the people that we get to interact with on the Buds All Day account on Twitter. It's a lot of fun until the game starts. And then it's pure terror, distress, pain. Roll it all into a bucket, and that's what you get. Um, all year, as you guys know, I've been as faithful as they come. I've looked at the numbers, and I've said, this team is different. They've shown me they're different, yada, yada, yada. I'm sorry. I have so much shit on my face right now. I look like an idiot. This team could win game seven. They could, maybe. I don't know. Probably not because they're pathetic, but they could. My dad, all year, I've I've clowned on him. I've been like, dude, you, you got to enjoy this ride. You got to enjoy this great team we have. We have such superstars. They're so good. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm stupid. He's right. I, I I bet him $100 straight up. He gave me the odds, $100 to 100 that the Habs would win the playoff series before. I was like, thank you for the free money. I'm getting ready to pay the piper, Lebda. Yeah, I mean, it really is a joke at this point. I, I can't think of anyone who's, you know, been as consistent saying, like, calm down. The Leafs are different. Like, we're, they've proved it all year, different times. They're doing They're doing stuff that they haven't done in the past. They're good. They're good. And, and you know what? Like, you weren't wrong in saying that like regular season, fantastic from the Leafs. They, they overcame a lot of kind of obstacles and they, they did a lot of things that they really haven't done all year. And then the playoffs start and uh, you know, pretty rocky start. You can give them that game one loss. You're like, okay, like that's a really tough one as a team. Understand it. Game two, they come out only game. Austin Matthews showed up for the series. He was pretty good since then. He's been absolutely a disgrace. And you're like, okay, things are back. Boom, they get up to that 3-1 lead. And you're like, oh, like, again, Leafs team is different. This is something they haven't done. And then, you know, game five happens. And you're like, ah, oh, it's just a young rookie defenseman who who's uh, who's, who made a mistake and cost his team a game. They couldn't quite come back. Bad turnover in overtime. Not not a, not a you know, not a systemic thing. Not, not a team issue at all. Just one of those things. It's hockey. It happens. Moving to game six. This team's different, man. They're going to put a big effort in. And then they come out and... I have never seen a more pathetic effort from a group of hockey players in my life. Yeah, man. I have been saying it all year. The metrics say we're better. The Like all series, every game. I had so much confidence going into game six because I, I said to myself, everything had to go right for the Habs to win game five and to win game one. So I said, as long as they keep that consistent effort, I know they're going to come out hungry. I know they're going to give it their all and, and they're not going to get carry priced in two games. And boy, oh boy, was I wrong because they looked like they had never played in front of fans in their whole lives for that first 10 minutes. I I have never seen a more disgraceful entrance to a game from a team. They looked so shell-shocked. They, they like 
if the hat like the Habs are terrible, man. They are a garbage hockey team. They should have beaten that pathetic Leafs team 5-0 tonight. But they don't have the finishers. So the Leafs were still in this game through the second. When it was tied, I didn't have any faith in this team. They weren't doing anything. Austin Matthews, where are you at? I don't know. Mitch Marner, bye-bye. Like, sure, they created chances at certain times. Good, good for you. Finish one for once. One time, dudes. And the thing that pisses me off most about this is that Jason Spezza comes to this team for a minimum contract and two years in a row, he is, he has to drag $23 million of Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews to get their, to fill their diapers and come and play a hockey game. For 55 minutes, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews were useless. As soon as that game got tied, all of a sudden they start playing good again. And that doesn't, that doesn't make me proud that they played good again. Good for you. Oh, you played when the, when, like, show up for for 60 minutes. Lebda, you're going to read some qu- quotes for Mitch Marner? They're inexcusable. This is yes. this is five years in the playoffs of this. I know they had excuses for years one, two, and three. Last year, Columbus, I gave him the bubble excuse. Mitch Marner said, oh, I had to come out harder. You can't say that in game six, man. It's time to put up or shut up. Yeah, so before I get to those quotes, I'm just going to, again, kind of touch on the points you just made. That start was the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. How how does this Game 6 in a playoff series against the biggest rivals your team has in the NHL, when you just lost Game 5, after your captain goes down to injury in Game 1, all these hashtags, win it for JT, win it for JT. Great job honoring your fallen captain, guys. Like, really awesome job. You guys clearly want to see him on the ice again this year. You come out in game six. Like, I don't understand how a team can come out in a, in a game like that. First time all season this team has had fans. Yeah, it's Montreal fans, but let's be honest. Like, they're not that hostile. And if anything, the hostility should rile you up and get you going even more. Make you want to just go out and shut everyone up. And they come out and they literally just shit all over themselves. Like, I, I don't understand how these guys can even go and face the media after a game like that. Like, if that was me who put that performance out on the ice, I would have been so embarrassed that I wouldn't have been able to, I, I, I would have just locked myself in the dressing room, went straight to the hotel room, locked myself in the hotel room and not shown my face again. They a hundred percent deserve to be called out for their bullshit. They don't deserve abuse. They don't, you know, deserve knocks on their door or anything, but this was the single worst display from a star athlete I've ever seen in Toronto sports. Look at when the Raptors won their championship. Their stars actually gave a shit and they actually wanted to play because they know that it's important. Round one, round two, round three, round four. Those guys came up and they balled out when they had to. Austin Matthews, I've never been more disappointed in a Toronto athlete. I, 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 I'm, I'm done trying to make excuses for the guy. Oh, he, you know, his expected goals were good. His line's playing well. He's just not getting bounces. Oh, Carey Price has been really good. At this point, it's an effort thing. I've seen a bunch of people saying he's injured on uh, on Twitter. I, I, I don't buy that shit, man. That, I want to uh, say something I, I about really... that. If he is injured, whatever. But the way he came out after we tied that game showed me that's not what's holding him back. It's either no. It's either a lack of of effort or it's a lack of courage or or he wilts under the pressure because for fifty minutes they were useless. They like. I know Marner made some nice plays and, and this, that, whatever. Like, I know they set up each other. Maybe we're overreacting a bit, but at, at a certain point, no. small sample size, be darned. Like, put up a goal, man. You're the best goal scorer in the league. Do it. 
score. I don't like, I, at a certain point, you have to come out and do it. And the way that they came out after they tied it, did they, did they deserve their fade in overtime? Absolutely not. But guess what? They put themselves in that position by forgetting to show up for the first 50 minutes of this game. If Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner show up from game one of this series and actually put an effort in that uh, dictates the Leafs sweater that they wear, this game or this series would have been a sweep. Maximum gone to five games. Like if they actually showed up and decided that, hey, you know, we make $23 million combined, maybe we should show up a little bit in the playoffs and put some effort in. There's no way these last two games even happen. Like there's there's nothing else that you can really say about that. If those two decide to show up and play actually meaningful hockey, put a little bit of effort in. Because like you said, if it is injury, I don't buy it. He was they they were good enough in overtime. They've been quote unquote good the rest of the series. They just haven't shown up and put the puck in the net. So I I don't buy the injury thing. I think it's just purely between the ears whether they don't give a shit or you know they they completely wilt out under the pressure. Either way, it's not good enough and. uh I, I don't even know, man. Like, even if they win game seven, I think those two need to take a real, real long look at themselves and, and you know, start being a little bit scared. Austin Matthews obviously isn't going anywhere. Probably not Mitch Marner either, but it, if those two wilt like that in the playoffs, I think Kyle Dubas might have to make some real tough decisions if if he's even around to uh, to be making those in the summer because th- this is a disgrace. Like, Leafs, Leafs fans don't deserve this. Hockey fans don't deserve this. Like, the organization doesn't de- deserve it. Like, it, it, it's so disgusting from those two and embarrassing. I don't know how they can show their faces ever again. The effort that they've put forth, like they, they deserve or everyone around them deserves more effort from those two. And the fact that they could not step up even, even one little bit and, you know, will, will their team to a, to a win tonight when this is the biggest game of their season, man, how do you come out with that effort? This is what I'll say. They have one more chance. And although even even if Austin Matthews scores a hat trick in a five one win next game, I'm still gonna be pissed off at him until they until he balls out against Winnipeg for a full series. Because at a certain point you just have to put it up and and they've had you said they've had chances all series long to to take to come in and take control of a game. They did it in game two. You can call the expected goals thing whatever, but at a certain point it comes down to just putting the puck in the net and it's it's not even the results of the game. If, if it would have been another game for the entire game where it was a process-oriented thing where it's like, oh, they got goalied again, I would have been pissed off. But I would have said, okay, I'm holding out hope for Game 7. But just the way that they came out, it was just – it was sickening. Honestly, I was I was sick to my stomach watching that first period. Limp, flat, and embarrassing. I, I'd say I would probably give Morgan Riley a pass tonight. I would give Jack Campbell a pass tonight. I'd probably give Jason Pet Jason Spezza a pass tonight. And honestly, I know he made a huge gaffe in overtime. I'd probably give Travis Dermott a pass tonight in, in terms of effort level and actually showing up for the game. Other than that, th- there's there's not a leaf that I don't completely point a finger at and be like, you weren't good enough. Maybe Alex Kerfoot too, but like there's like four, five, six players that that actually decided to show up tonight. And none of them are the ones that the Leafs really needed to show up tonight. None of their real big money guys showed up except for Morgan Riley. That's what it boils down to. And every game we've said it, Morgan Riley has been incredible in these playoffs. Jason Spezza, you like how bad do you have to feel for this guy? He takes he takes the minimum salary for two years when he is easily a, at least a two to three million dollar player, if not more. He comes through in the playoffs both like 
he had to he had to do that fight to wake these clowns up last year against Columbus. And then tonight he scores that goal to turn the game around after already creating some chances. Like at a certain point, does the 38 year old making 700 K have to do that for you two years in a row that you guys can't step up this, this iteration of the Leafs is now. Oh, and six in potential elim- elimination games for the other team. Like at, at a certain point, you have to step up and show what you're worth. Now, before we get too far into the weeds, I acknowledge it is possible that these guys win game seven. Do I believe they will? No. What, the, why would I believe no. that? They have, they have done nothing, nothing to show me that I should believe in them in a critical game. But they could. And if they do, I'll keep watching. I'll keep hoping for the best for Austin Matthews and for those guys. And I would I would love nothing more than just, just a big bunch of egg on my face for this because – Right now, it's just, it's it's so so hard to see them beating this Canadians team. Even though this Canadians team is terrible, you saw it as soon as the Leafs put forth an ounce of effort in both of the last games. As soon as the Leafs showed any bit of true fight, or or maybe in the last game, it was when there was finally a chink in Carey Price's armor. Montreal wilted like a like a flower in the in the snow, like both times, and they're handing this game to us on a platter, and we just couldn't take it. Yeah, I think this is a really important point to make from you. This is this is not us facing the Colorado Avalanche, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Carolina Hurricanes, wh- whoever it may be. Th- th- this Montreal Canadiens team sucks. Like, like straight out, this is not a good hockey team. Have they gotten a little bit better goaltending than we probably expected going into the series? Sure. But that's the one thing that they've done that, that you probably didn't fully expect from them in the series. And that was, you know again, like that could happen from anywhere, but the fact that this Leafs team is playing down to the level of their opponents like this. And, and again, we've said it probably a hundred times so far tonight. It's, it's purely effort level. It, it is 100% effort level from the top, from the top down. That first line has not been good enough all series. William Nylander, I give him so, so much credit. He really stepped up and filled that John Tavares hole. He carried the Leafs to, you know, get that three, one lead. The last couple of games, he hasn't been great, unfortunately. Nick, I mean, Nick Foligno has been hurt, but tonight he shouldn't have played tonight. He should uh, he should know better. It's, in, it's inexcusable. I know hockey players are really stupid, and they think that, you know, no matter what, they make a bigger impact than the next guy coming in. But the Leafs didn't need the corpse of Nick Foligno skating around like a slow muffin tonight. And uh, it, it, it's just really, really frustrating from the Leafs' top six perspective that it's once again, we're, we're looking at this again. This Leafs team is not winning the series because they can't score goals. It happened in Columbus yesterday, like, or last year. I thought this, that Columbus series was going to be, you know, the most embarrassing kind of playoff series in Toronto sports, but my goodness, are they trying to top it this year? Cause th- this is a joke. And you know, if they do go out and win game seven, I don't think we're wearing any egg on our face for this podcast. We're, uh, I feel like we're straight up calling it how it is. Well, that's the like, thing. Nothing I'm... we've said at this point will lead to, you know, an embarrassing moment going forward, I don't think. Well, that's the thing. I am I am venting right now. Admittedly, normally we prepare for this podcast a little more. Uh, and we take some time. You know, we gather the numbers. I, I, I usually, if it's a bad loss, I try my best to compose you. But I couldn't even compose myself tonight. I, I fully admit, I'm going to watch Game 7. I'm going to hope for the best. And if they win, I'll be, I'll be all aboard the train if John Tavares comes back. And I will say one thing. If the Leafs were ever going to win a first round series again, this is how it was going to happen in the most pathetic, demeaning, disgraceful fashion that they could possibly do it. That's how they'll do it. 
And I got to say, if they do get through this game seven, if they can just get that demon out of their head, I still have faith that this team can do things because I've seen the way that they can play over an extended period of time throughout the entire season. So I, we know, we saw it tonight. We know what this team is capable of. And that is why we're so frustrated is because when you, when you see your team two games in a row, although that game five, I gave them a bit more of a pass. They were sloppy, but they were better than they were tonight. Tonight, they just came out and they just laid a stink bomb. So it's time, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. It's time that you guys earn your money. If you can come out in game seven and you guys can put up two to three points each and you can turn this, turn this series around and actually win it, you have my full support and I will fully admit I was wrong. But right now, it's just, it's just really hard to see. I mean, if they come out and win game seven, I'm still a Leaf fan at heart. That's why we're so worked up tonight. It's because we really do love this team. It's our favorite sport. And, you know, we we like to watch it. We like to do this podcast. We like to research it. We, we just, we're obsessed with hockey right now. We're obsessed with the playoffs. And to see our team that's supposed to be a freaking, like, brand new Ferrari come out and barely play like a Toyota Camry against a team who's like a, a broken down freaking Miata, like... Eh. It's so, so frustrating. And uh, again, like how many lessons does this core need to learn? And I, I'm going to excuse Morgan Riley from the core because he's been fantastic. He's shown up. When I say core right now, I'm talking Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, probably not William Nylander, but we, we can include him in there. And and that that's about it. Like those who have been around this whole time. And I don't understand how many more lessons this guy, these guys need to learn. How much more embarrassment do they need to face? How much more you know, motivation do they need to actually show up? So yeah, game seven, they show up, they, they absolutely ball out single-handedly win the game. Congrats guys. Good for you. I'll be cheering you on as hard as I can. Cause I'm a Leaf fan, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not going to take back a single word I've said tonight because they've been absolutely disgusting and a disgrace to the Leaf sweater to this point. Dude, I was watching the game tonight with my two cousins and my dad, who, as, as I explained earlier, is a tortured Leaf fan usually expects the worst and is usually correct. And when the Leafs went down to nothing tonight, I just snapped. Like I felt something inside me snap. I had been hoping all game that they could overcome their pathetic effort. Thanks to Jack Campbell. And eventually the dam just broke. And I'll be honest when, when Spezza scored that first one, I didn't even celebrate. Like I, nope. cause I was just so disappointed in the effort that I had seen. And when they scored the second one, I'll admit I, I squealed like a little piggy, but then after celebrating it, I like, we looked like my cousins were, were like, yes, let's go. Let's go. We got this. We got this. And, and I just looked at my dad and I was like, you're right, man. This team, they're, they're probably going to screw it up. They're probably going to screw it up somehow. All overtime, I was saying, yeah, we're dominating the play, but this game is going to end on a stupid bounce and it's going to be our stupid bounce just because that's the way it goes. Like Montreal couldn't do anything in that overtime, but you just knew that it was like this. And I just genuinely wonder if this Leafs team is cursed. Maybe maybe we should trade Austin Matthews for the sake of Austin Matthews so he can go somewhere and win something. I mean, I, you say that, but look at the effort he's put forth. The, the effort coming from him is not because the Leafs are cursed, man. Like, uh, I mean, it, it's really frustrating. I got I to gotta say, I was pretty much in the same boat, too. Like, my poor dad sitting down here watching the Leaf game with me while I'm just freaking out and pacing back and forth and just, you know, muttering well not even muttering just cursing under my breath that it's just the same old team every year how many embarrassments do they need to face basically everything i just said here just over and over again like it's so i like i'm i'm really struggling to 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 find you know 
that hope again as a Leaf fan that all these guys will come back and win game seven. And if they do win that game seven, then they'll monkey off their head and then they're an unstoppable force. But right now, even if they win game seven, to me, it's just them limping into the next round. And let's face it again, the Winnipeg Jets are a playoff team. They're not, you know, a juggernaut by any means in this league and the Leafs should beat them. But what any faith that the Leafs are going to be able to come out and fourth a great series against the Jets? Not at this point, man. Like, it really is a, is a, a prove it to me, and and then I'll believe you. I'll support you until you do prove it to me. But, like, they, they got to step up and do something here. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with most of what you said. The only thing I will say is I think if they do get over this hump, I think it just flips a switch. I think they'll be okay. Um, I just can't see them getting over the hump, man. I hope. I hope beyond hope that, that all this is wrong. Um, yeah, like, like you said about Felino earlier too, man, like, I don't know what's going on with that injury. I don't know if they knew how bad his injury was when we traded him, but I hate to be, to be that guy, but this is why we wanted Taylor Hall, man. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that guy that beats a dead horse with this Taylor Hall thing, but like at the same time, how did the Leafs not, you know, investigate this Nick Felino situation? He's come here and the first couple games you're like, okay. And then he got hurt and he's been absolutely dreadful ever since. I mean, the first round picks one thing. It's not that big of a deal, but why is this the guy you went out that thinks this guy's going to take you over the hump? And then, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll point this out now too. Cause I got these, uh, these quotes pointed out here, Nick Felino, these guys care, man. You see it in that room. You feel it. It's time for words to stop. The cliches to stop. It's game seven. It's time to put it on the line. And I have no doubt going to battle with these guys that they'll do it. Like, okay. So you read that and you're like, cool leadership, dude, like great job. And then you look back and you see the effort that Nick Felino put forth tonight. You're like, Oh, you're saying it's time, time to, you know, go to battle. And you literally can't even skate. Like he, he was limping around like a, you know, like he was missing a toe tonight. Well, I respect him for that, to be honest. Like he's putting his best effort forward. That's, that's what we got him for was to give that effort. The only problem, like it's, it's like Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton can try as hard as he wants. It doesn't mean he doesn't suck. Like horrible. And, and that leads me to my next point. Like Sheldon Keefe continuing to put Joe Thornton on the power play is, is I'm not exaggerating a fireable offense. If they lose this series and they fired Sheldon Keefe, I wouldn't be pissed at all. He is a great five on five, like coach based on strategy. We've seen that his defensive schemes work, that the team is very good at five on five. But when it comes to personnel, he just makes some mind boggling decisions. And literally everyone in the world has been calling for Nylander to be in that shooter slot, Matthews to be in that shooter slot. And just anyone but Joe Thornton on there. We've seen, like, he screws it up every time on the power play. Why, how many times do you need to just, Take your head and just slam it in a in a brick wall. Like this power play has been poop for for I don't know how long three months, and it's like you have the talent that you have that that is inexcusable. I don't care who is giving the mandate of it, whether it's Malhotra or Keith. Keith needed to step in a long time ago, and the fact that he hasn't now is, is legitimately fireable. If the, I don't think they will fire him because he's he's done so well in the regular season and. He's a new coach, but yes, if they lose this series, it's the same as Mike Babcock. What did Mike Babcock do? He played Patrick Marlowe when we're down two goals with two minutes left in a game seven against Boston. And Austin Matthews played 17 minutes in that game. Sheldon Keefe does different things, but it's the same. It's stubborn. It's, 
it's just like, what, how can you look at this power play and say, oh, that's fine. I'm going to, I'm going to keep rolling it. Eventually the bounces will change. They're not changing Sheldon. And you like, and they're not even getting bounces at this point. Like all of the bounces will change. This is the worst power play in the league right now. And you probably have the most talent at your disposal. So when you think about that, it's quite clearly coaching. And so to that point about firing Sheldon Keefe, I mean, it sounds like overreaction, but when you have a hockey team that's supposed to be this good and they're not getting it done, I don't care. You have to do whatever you can to get them over the hump. So let, let's look at tonight from Sheldon Keefe. Even before the game starts, Felino comes back. He probably shouldn't have been. Lee's probably should have been smarter and not played him. But he, he went in, you, you went out, and you paid a hefty price for this guy, so you probably do want him in the lineup. Why did he change that second line that was working so well with Kerfoot, Nylander, and Galchenyuk? Like, I understand that Galchenyuk had that giveaway. He was the one off that line. Kerfoot and Nylander were flying together all series, so you change that up. That's one thing. Then you drop Kerfoot down to that third line and take Angvel off there. Like, how many how much praise have we given Angvel on that third line in the last little while and with Wayne Simmons? Like, why Why does he galaxy brain his way into choosing these things? Then the power play, absolutely valid. Joe Thornton on the power play. Joe Thornton shouldn't even be in an NHL like locker room right now. Like, the, Unless the guy's he's a coach. Not an NHL hawk. I'm sorry. If, if you need his leadership in the dressing room, then put him behind the bench or put him in the press box and tell him, Joe, we need your leadership, but you suck at hockey, dude. So, like, it, it, it's really, really um, kind of – like, it just feels like Mike Babcock's back behind the bench with Sheldon Co- – Keith again, like, I don't understand how everyone on Twitter is calling for these things. You know, you even see mainstream media asking questions that are implying that they know that things need to change. Why is it the, you know, five, six people that actually can change things and actually get paid a lot of money to change these things are the only ones who refuse to change? Like, is your ego that agile behind the bench where you're like, this was my big idea and it's, it's not working out, but I can't, I'm you, something's got to give here, man. Like now, now you have your team in a game seven. And, you know, again, we said Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are the two biggest reasons why we're there, but also the Leafs um, kind of lack of desire to fix that power play and get that rolling again is also a huge reason why this game or why this series wasn't over in four or five games. It, yeah, it could have been, we saw it like, We've seen so many so many games this year. They like in this series, they just haven't capitalized on the power play, and and it hadn't hurt them too much because last game I think they only had one power play, if I'm remembering correctly. And like, but tonight I they had three power plays and they didn't do anything with them. And it's like at a certain point, I just I don't. It, it's a lot like the the NHL's decision to schedule Vancouver and Calgary and postpone the North North Division playoffs. Like, I just I sit there and. And my head explodes trying to understand what the logic is behind it. Like, I would love to hear Sheldon Keith's honest explanation of why you're leaving someone who should be playing an alumni game right now on your first power play with your league leading goal scorer who hasn't scored a power play goal since I was 12. Like, it just makes no sense, man. It's coaching your way to a series loss. It, It really is. We said it in in the regular season. We're like, they need to fix this. I don't know why they're not desperate. And then, you know, we had a little bit of hesitation behind that. We're like, hey, when they get into the playoffs and if it does struggle, they're going to try and find find a change something. And now here we sit looking at a game seven. Does this limp, pathetic team couldn't get it done? And, and you have to look at this coaching staff. You have to be like, guys, like, 
why is this power play not fixed? Or you know what? If they're still struggling on the power play, but they came out and they took Mitch Marner out of his usual role and put either Jason Spezza or William Nylander there, Austin Matthews, if you can't shoot the puck, put him in front of the net or something because he's a good tipper and, you know, he, he still has that ability to finish or, or whatever. But, like, nothing on this power play has changed. And even when they do put Nylander on there, like, systematically, nothing has changed. There is no difference in this Leafs power play since game one of the season. They have the exact same game plan. They try the exact same thing. They all set up in the exact same way, no matter if it's Rasmus Sandin or Morgan Riley on the first pair, whether it's Mitch Marner uh, and Austin Matthews on their one-timer side or on their the opposite sides, whether it's Joe Thornton in the slaughter, whether it's John Tavares. Like, uh, How many games do you need to waste because this power play isn't good enough and you know what what if they do eke through game seven and you know do the unthinkable at this point go into winnipeg and who knows what happens in that series but winnipeg's a better team than montreal if their power play is this dead against winnipeg and winnipeg's power play that we know is very good like they could lose this uh, another series where they just completely don't deserve to because their special teams is this bad and sheldon keith is the number one reason that um you know or the number one guy to blame for this because he's the head coach and he, he needed to do something. He needed to get desperate and he just never showed the willingness to get desperate to change. And now look at it. We're, we're sitting here looking at like the Leafs might lose in the first round of the playoffs. This man in a game five clinching game scenario last year throws John Tavares on the first line and puts William Nylander at center for the first game of the year, but he won't try removing a grandpa from his power play. Like I, We've beaten this dead horse enough. I don't think we need to talk about it anymore. It, legitimately, if we, even if he changes it next game, if he changes it next game and we still lose, I want him fired for that because that's just showing a complete inability to admit you were wrong or or to just see the blatantly obvious. So it is, it's just so disheartening. It's annoying, and I, I honestly think he should deserves to get fired. Is Sheldon Keefe a really good coach and proved that his 5v5 systems are really good? Yes, but at the same time, is Sheldon Keefe incredibly replaceable? I think so. You can find another coach who's as good 5v5, and if he's willing to, you know, change things up and get, you know, some effort go or not some effort going, get something different going on the power play, then you need to look at that option. So I, I fully agree with you there. Now, before we get into the stars of the game, <laughs> the Leafs had – their their pathetic playoff hopes took another hit when their best defenseman left the game in the second period. Jake Muzzin uh, looks like a groin injury. I don't know how long he'll be out, but it's pretty doubtful he'll be there for game seven. So that is going to be yet another obstacle for these guys to climb. And they've shown they can't really climb over a stool right now. So I don't know if they're going to be able to climb over this wall, but here's hoping uh, into the stars of the game. Lebda, who you got? No one. That's fair. Like, um, uh, I, I, re- I really don't want to be like disrespectful like to the format of this podcast or anything, but after a game like that where so many people gave such a little effort and they just didn't get the job done and limped their way to, you know, a game seven, I, I just don't think it's it's right to even give anyone a little bit of credit tonight. Fair enough. With that, with you doing that, then I guess I'm going to double down on the two guys we mentioned earlier, Jason Spezza and Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley has been an absolute wagon throughout these entire playoffs and it continued tonight you can just see it he's playing really well defensively too uh it's sad to see Matthews and Marner waste everything he's given them and speaking of a wasted effort Jason Spezza turned the game around with his goal tonight he was creating chances he's 
Man, I hope if we lose, I hope he goes to a real team and a team that actually gives him a chance at winning something before his career ends because he's he's too good to to wither away on a team that clearly can knock it out of the first round. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm glad you did kind of you know do that and give some credit to Morgan Riley and Jason Spezza. We did mention it earlier, but they really can be excluded from all this kind of pathetic limp talk because. Once again, Morgan Riley was the best player for the Leafs on the ice. He's he's really come into this playoffs and shown that he really has a desire to win, a desire to kind of break the the narrative around this team. It's unfortunate that the other guys make getting paid a lot of money didn't you know come in and show the same desire. And then yeah, about Jason Spezza, like how mad are you if you're Jason Spezza at Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews? And honestly, I'm going to include Zach Hyman because he was not good enough tonight either. Um, like how mad are you at, at the top line of this Leafs team? Like you're out there giving it all. You're, you're old. You've played a lot of hockey. Like your body's probably tired and sore and you're, you're still out there scoring big goals, big, important goals for your team, lifting the team spirits, trying to drag them out of the mud. And then to see that reciprocated by the best players on your team, by just coasting around limp efforts, not, not, not getting engaged in the game. Like I, I just feel bad for the guy now. Hopefully he can, you know, he has a big old fire within him to win. He can maybe say something that can get through to these idiots. But yeah, if Jason Spezza doesn't get it done with the Le- or if the Leafs don't get it done for Jason Spezza this year, I-, I hope he goes to you know Colorado, Tampa Bay, or whoever's going to be one of those top teams next year because he really deserves better than this pathetic, pathetic roster that uh, that showed up tonight. Couldn't have said it better, Lebda. Now before we go, I do want to get into predictions for the game for Game Seven. I'm guessing yours isn't very positive. I'll let you go first. Okay, so my brain is telling me we've now lost two games in overtime to the Montreal Canadiens. They were the better team this game. Uh, That's a little bit frustrating, but the Montreal Canadiens are not good enough to win three games in a row versus this team. But now let's flip that and take a look at, you know, who this team is. So look, at this is Mitch Marner after the game. We just didn't come ready to play at the start of the game. We really do have to start on time because that it's getting said a lot and it's not good enough. That was a game six against your biggest rivals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And he's saying that after the game. Why would I have any faith that game seven is going to be different and also a, a switch is going to flip for him and Matthew? So honestly, like if the Leafs win, good job. I don't want to say I hopped off the Leafs bandwagon because I'm still, you know, one of the biggest Leaf fans I know and really do cheer and root for these guys. But <laughs> prove prove it to me. And until then, uh, I'm fully expecting the Habs to win. Fair enough, man. Call me an idiot. Call me a sucker. Call me a, a doofus because I am. I admit it. I am I am stupid for this, but I don't know why, but I think they're going to win. I just think, like I said earlier in the podcast, if they were ever going to win a series, it was going to be in the most depressing way where they get maximum doubt and minimal minimal style points. I just... I just think it's going to happen now. The one thing that does set me off is Sheldon Keith is probably going to play Joe Thornton on the power play next game. So they're going to have to, they're going to have to score on five on five, but I don't know, man. I just, I think they'll probably get a lead, get like a three, nothing lead or something and blow it three, two win. Something like just, but butt cheeks as clenched as clench can be for the last 10 minutes. And somehow they win. And probably run over Winnipeg too. I don't know. Call me stupid. Am I stupid? Let me. Uh, uh, see, like I said, the brain, the brain, 
tells you that you're not stupid because you should be right. And the, this Leafs team should be able to get it done. Like they should not lose three games in a row to Montreal. They shouldn't have lost this game. They really shouldn't have lost game five. But again, uh, this team, there's something about it where they just don't, they just don't have it at times. They lose it. They, they can't come up with the energy and, you know, they can't force themselves or will their way to a win. And, and that's coming from, from the top kind of down. So I, I don't know, man, like it's such, it's such a tough one because the, this team is so, so good or was so, so good. So it's just really a matter if uh, the guys at the top are going to put an effort in and if they actually come in and show a little bit of desire to not be complete failures and complete embarrassments, then yeah, absolutely. There's no chance. Montreal has no chance in this game. But if they come in and we hear another thing like Austin Matthews said tonight where it's obviously frustrating losing the game, but you know, blah, 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 blah. We got to be be ready to go next time. Like, congrats. It, it, that's not good enough. So we'll see. Hopefully you don't look too stupid. Hopefully this podcast as a whole looks a little bit stupid because they blow things out of the water, yes. but prove it, prove it to me. And until you prove it to me, then I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a lifeless Leaf fan. Though. I'll say one thing though. I don't even think there's a way that we can look stupid for this because to be honest, we, me more so than you, I guess, have believed in this team through thick and thin all year. You, you know, you had your doubts at moment, but you, you acknowledge they're the good team. They should win this series. The only reason you were down on the series was because the captain got hurt and it looked like we were shell shocked. So we've everything we've done so far, every prediction we've made, everything we said has been based in facts and pretty much facts only. A little bit of bias. You know, I said Leafs in five. Maybe maybe the brain said Leafs in six, but I went Leafs in five because that's what my heart told me. But everything we've done has been based on the Leafs being an excellent team at five on five and through the first five games of this series, completely controlling everything. Tonight was the first time that they really threw a wrench into that and made me question, maybe this team just is fragile. So I'm saying that it's possible that they turn it around. They they are the better team. They should win. But they showed us tonight that anything can happen. So I think we have every right to be mad and to lay into this team. And we also have every right when, if they win, to be fully aboard the bandwagon because we haven't we haven't said anything wrong, you know? And that's kind of how I feel. Like, am I absolutely ripping this team to shreds tonight? Yes, because they deserved it. Their effort level tonight was not good enough. But again, it's just because I'm a big Leaf fan and because I did believe so much in this team that they are actually a good team. They just they just need to get it together between the ears. I don't know why it hasn't clicked. We said it you know, earlier in the podcast. I don't know how many lessons they really need to learn and how much embarrassment they need to face before they actually realize that, Oh, like our effort is what dictates this kind of play. And so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. And again, call me stupid, but hopefully that switch turns on. Buds all day, I guess.